Hello, everybody. Drasco here from uplevelmind.com, where my main mission is to help heart-centered entrepreneurs who know all the business strategies realize their next revenue milestone by mastering what's between their ears. And for today's episode, we have a Real Talk segment where I bring on a heart-centered entrepreneur who isn't seeing the consistent, stable growth in their business. And then live on the call, I get to help them get out of their own way on one inner challenge that they're currently experiencing towards their next business upgrade. And for today's guest, we have Kim Sorrell, who is uh, one that's not at all unfamiliar with starting businesses. Um, She basically started and ran successful businesses, including a golf course, uh, event facilities, commercial and industrial leasing company, a grocery store on St. Croix. And she's done this for more than 35 years. And recently, Kim actually sold one of her businesses to focus on a brand new career. Her book, Love Is, launched on December 7th, and her passion is to get into as many hands as possible uh, and to speak, teach, and spread her message to have a more positive effect on the world. So, Kim, thank you very much for coming on. How are you doing today? I am doing great. A solid eight out of 10. Solid eight out of ten. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad that that resonates because uh, before we started recording, that was uh, <laughs> what we discussed in terms of uh, you know how you're doing, leaving that room for uh, for for betterment, but doing pretty well overall. So I'm, I'm glad that that resonates with you. Um, so what I'd love to dive into is like you have this very cool, very varied uh, career as far as entrepreneurship is concerned, right? This is definitely not your first rodeo. So I'd love for you to dive into, you know, how you got into doing all of that, you know, your history and kind of what brings you here today. Sure. Yeah. So um, my father was an entrepreneur, so it was uh, pretty natural to become one. And I started my first business right out of high school. And um, I started a business with my brothers. Uh, We bought an old abandoned uh, manufacturing building and we leased space. And it was gonna be a way for us to pay for college, but it became a business. And so uh, we bought another building and another building and another building. And when we sold that company, uh, we were up to about 12 million square feet of space that we were renting. And so we did well, so that was good. And then the golf course that I have, it was a little nine hole golf course with a little shack on a hill and the bank owned it. So I got it for a song and uh, turned it into an 18 hole course. I had fine dining for a while. Um, I had and banquet facilities. So I was running banquet facilities there for years. And I'm just on Friday closing on that actually uh, for development. And so um, that did quite well. And St. Croix, we just saw this grocery store for sale in the Wall Street Journal and thought, hey, it'd be fun to own a grocery store on the island and you have to go visit. So that's how we got into that. And we travel agency, I mean, just different things throughout time. Some of the businesses were because we had tenants that had issues and needed like a partnership or whatever. And then the partnership, um, because they couldn't pay whatever got we got more invested in and more invested in and um, ended up with. So lots of different things over the years. That, that is uh, super cool. Cause I know most of the people that I have on here and clients, et cetera, like they're all online businesses and I owned a brick and mortar weight loss center for 10 years. Right. So it's like 
I, I came out of that space and by no means, you know, do I have the same experience as you do as far as like moving around different industries, et cetera. But it's always cool to have somebody who's like coming from that space where like, you know, you can touch and feel things, you, you know, you're interacting with people like live. Um, so I just want to say that, that that's pretty cool. And what then got you to transition to online? Um, well, um, it's kind of interesting. I, I was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer a few years ago. And four months later, my husband was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And then he died six weeks later. And I think when you have life events like that, you put things into perspective, like uh, goals can change and whatever. I ended up, um, I also run a nonprofit organization. And so um, I ended up going to Haiti of all places and spending lots of time there where I was working there. Um, I think that's what all widows do. They lose their husband and go to Haiti probably. So uh, while I was there though, I was just really questioning the real meaning of love because it's not like you go to the store and buy a manual, you know, we learn from our parents, whatever. And, and some of what is called love or done in the name of love is not love. And so I thought, I want to know what this is because I, I was a little confused at that point. And so um, I decided to devote an entire year to figuring it out. I used a 2000 year old poem that you hear at weddings sometimes, love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, does not boast, et cetera. And take it one word at a time, one word a month and figure it out. What is love that is patient? What is love that is kind? There are 14 words. And so the math didn't quite work out with the one a month in a year. So it took me a little bit longer than a year, but it is a whole new thing. Like um, so much has gone online right? Like, you know, webinars, seminars, uh, classes. I've, I've done a ton online. And so this is like a whole brand new business to me, completely new. And so I feel like uh, it should be so similar to what I've been doing, except there are some key differences. And so some of uh, what I'm doing is natural you know, what, how I would run any other business, but some of it doesn't work with, with this. So that's where I'm at. Okay. So very interesting. And I mean, it's, I, I guess the part that I would like to dive a little bit more into, and this could also be from my own clarity is like in your story. So you mentioned, you know, like you got cancer, your husband got cancer, he unfortunately passed away and then it triggered this, uh, you know, want or this desire to discover more about love. So can you just tell me more about that? Because for me, I, I'm not like, I, I, I think I understand why that transition happened, but I, I want to pray it from your side. Yeah, I can see where it would be kind of confusing, but I loved my husband. We had a great marriage. Um uh, I wanted to have a great marriage, so I worked at it, and we both did, and and it was wonderful. And we'd just become empty nesters. I have five kids, and it was wonderful. Like I don't, I don't know what was so exciting about it, except that we were only together for a couple of years before uh, before we got married, and so now we were going to have this time together. And a month before I was diagnosed, we became empty nesters, and 
and and I was in love and we were supposed to be that couple that sits on a porch together in rockers and drinks lemonade when they're in their nineties. You know, that was the dream. That was our life. And, uh, losing that, um, I was 47 years old. And so, you know, half the time I thought I would be with my husband or whatever. And, and so I just, wondered what love is really and uh seeing that it's demonstrated so differently in different places and then also wondering about the love that I had for my husband like um was did I do it right you know did I do him justice because he was a great guy and so I just wondered and then and then I thought gosh I I don't know if I really know what it is it just um you know, it could be part grief, part, you know, whatever, just things combined that ended up making me really question what love really is and, and how to live it. Like I uh, felt like love should be something not like an emotion, like fear or excitement, but it's something that you live. And, and if you did, your life would be different. Right. And then, and so that was my thought process. And why I was confused about love. Got it. So, and you can, by all means, correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of what I'm hearing between the lines is, you know, you had this love with your husband that you worked on, that, that you nurtured, that, that you had visions for that, you know, you invested in, and then that went away suddenly. And part of it was like trying to reconnect back to that, but then really, trying to see the full spectrum of like, well, what, what is this thing? Like I kind of got into it with my husband, but like there's, there seems to be more layers of it. I want to explore it further. That's what kind of got you to move uh, into that direction. Like, would that be accurate? Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. That was very well said. You said it in a lot less words than I did. So very good. Yes. <laughs> okay. That, that's all good. So given that like transformative experience. I mean, the fact that you wrote a book about it obviously means like it shows how much it means to you. What is your current business and what are you looking to do with this? So my passion right now is to tell people the real meaning of love. I, it changed my life. It rocked my world. Um, things that I learned I've never heard before in my entire life. And it's, simple and easy but complex at the same time but living love real love is complete and total freedom and i i just know the world would be a different place if we really cared for each other if we really loved each other and so i'm passionate about getting that message out and so that's what i'm revolving my business around um basically is you know i opened its own uh, company, corporation, you know, whatever. And um, so I want to be able to do things. I want to be able to do things online, like seminars and, and classes or whatever that looks like and trying to work hard on getting the word out, you know, that it even exists. When my book, uh, Love Is, when it launched in, on December 7th, within two weeks, it was an Amazon bestseller. And so it's selling, which is great, but I need to keep it selling. And, and, I, and I want it to be more than the book. 
you know, I want it to be a business, to be what it should be. Got it. So then what do you feel like are the biggest challenges to making that happen? Uh, exposure, I think, is, is one of them, for sure. Um, that, and I'm not sure what a seminar or class would look like. Uh, that's another one. Um, after being in business for 38 years or whatever, forever, uh, I have all these things in my head that I should be doing because I would be in any other business. And I like, I want them done now. And it's like this slow go because it's, you know, not billboards and, and newspapers like it used to be in the yellow pages, you know, so it's social media, but then getting the right kind of exposure and getting with the right people or whatever, like trying things. And I don't know, there's, I just, every day I get up and I go, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And then six more things pop into my head that I want to be able to do also. And there's only 24 hours in a day and only seven days in a week. And so um, it makes it tough. And part of it too, I think, is my business mind. Like, you know, financially, thank the Lord, you know, uh, I've done well in business. And so financially, this isn't about finances for me. Um, although making money certainly makes sense, right? But so, uh, but right now I haven't made any money on the book. I haven't seen any royalties. I won't for months because the publisher doesn't send them out um, that often. And most people don't make a great deal of money or any money on their book, really, because you get paid some money up front. And, and if you end up selling more books than, than you get paid for, then you get the royalties. So it's not like there's a lot of money to be had in just a book. But um, yeah, so anyway, so because there's no money coming into this now new business, uh, I struggle with hiring an assistant or hiring somebody to do my social media or, you know, kind of pay out anything more than I already have for, you know, whatever marketing classes here and there or whatever. Um, so those are my struggles. Got it. Okay. So again, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, to me, it seems like clarity is part of the issue, right? Because like, I, I see the issues on the exposure side, but then I see the issues on like, I don't know, like, should I run like workshops or seminars or like webinars? Like, what does that look like? And then like, should I do speaking? Do I want the book to sell? So like, before I continue, like, does that resonate with you or not really? Uh, yes. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, speaking is something I want to do and need to do and I've done and I've got some things booked, but, um, you know, when you, when you're kind of a no name person, uh, to become something, you know, to, to, that people want to hear you talk, <laughs> care about what you have to say, like it takes a minute and it takes, something different than what I'm doing probably, or more than what I'm doing. Got it. So if you had to choose between the book selling a lot or like an offshoot business as a result of the book, or I'm sorry, put it a different way. If you had to choose between the book sells, you know, whatever, a million copies 
but I never do any like speaking or the book sells very little, but I do very lucrative speaking career. Which one would you choose? Uh, speaking. speaking, speaking, because yeah, because I think that if, the more I speak, the more the book will sell anyway on its own. Yes, so. I, I do agree with you and vice versa. But I just want to kind of make sure what, what the real goal was. So right. if the real goal then is speaking, why the focus on selling the book so much? Um, that's a good question. Uh, in my head, I would say that it's been, well, the more I sell the book, then I'm, I have more clout and I can say to people, well, Hey, I've sold this many copies of my book, you know, whatever it was a bestseller, you know, I'd love for it to get on the New York times bestselling list or, you know, a bigger one than Amazon, but Amazon's pretty good. But, um, then, then there's, um, like automatically you've got something going for you to be able to say, this is why you should pay me to speak. Got it. And if the book sold a lot and it gave you the clout, what would it allow you to do? Like just earn more as a speaker? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. And the vast experience that you've had diving into one word a month for 14 months that's not enough clout for you. <laughs> that's a nice way to put it. Um, yeah, actually, I guess that's some clout, but um, I haven't really looked at it that way because I, I don't know. You know how, how what you do, what I do, what anybody does in life, you think everybody else has that same skill set. Like, you know, I've got a granddaughter who's an artist. I can't draw a thing. And she just thinks anybody can draw. Like she doesn't think it's a big deal. And uh, so maybe that's part of what's in my mind is that, eh, you know, I did this, but anybody could go on a journey like this and pick something to do or whatever. I right. Guess. So can you, you know, how many people can you name that have had a similar experience to you? Um, nobody I know personally. Right. And can you think of somebody that you don't know personally that's had you know, let's just say the same experience as you. They've had similar, but like the same. The, the same experience? No. Mm -mm. no. Okay. So yeah. you're uniquely positioned to be the fullest version of you. you. You've gone through something that, you know, okay, like you're not the first person to, to, to lose a loved one. Fair. But I mean, your, your story of what you did post that is, is extremely unique. Right. Especially the sentiment of like one word a month. And I want to deep dive into that. And, you know, I, I want to go to a, a different country and explore this. Like, you know, the, the, the immediate image that pops into my head is like, eat, pray, love. Right. Like, and, and that's not even remotely close to like this, but it's just like something was a catalyst. And then the story blossomed out of it. And I know very little about your story other than like the, the conversation today, but even just the bits that I know, it's very captivating, right? And to me, it's interesting that you're chasing clout based off of criteria. Like people can buy their way onto bestseller lists, right? Like if, if you have enough of the capital, and if, sure, if you wanted to do it, like you can buy your way onto that, but like you can buy your way onto it and not be legit or you actually have the, the the meat of a very legit experience 
but it's like i feel like you're discounting that and putting the cart before the horse to get this quote-unquote clout so again before i continue like this how does that fall for you uh you're a smart man yeah i think you're right yeah i haven't uh credited myself enough i guess that to think of that as clout to think of that as enough clout a hundred percent right it's kind of why i asked you like what matters more to you is it the speaking or the the book sales and yes they're connected but the reason why i asked you is like what what is the goal because right now it's like that there's like 10 different things like you're trying to spin 10 different plates hoping that one of them is going to like launch you into the place that you want but i hear very little clarity on like well what is it that i truly want like if i want to be a speaker then I would expect like, okay, all of my things are related to speaking. Oh, and by the way, I have a book that goes along with it, right? Versus I want to be an author. So all I want to do is sell books. I don't care about like, it just, when you define, it's kind of like the GPS thing, right? Like when you define where you want to go, then the GPS can give you like various routes or it can like reroute you if necessary. But right now it's kind of like, oh, take me somewhere. And it's like, there's like 10 different routes to go in all various different places. And you're bashing your head up against the wall thinking like, well, maybe I should go to that one. Maybe I should go to that. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the energy that I sense from the outside looking in. So again, how does that land for you? Yes. I I think you're hitting the nail on the head for sure. Yeah. And I mean, really, I'm passionate about the message. And so the money, I feel like the more money I make, it just uh, shows the more people I've been able to touch with the message. So, you know, I, I need success for the business and because I think that's the barometer on um, how successful my message is at getting across to people. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I see that where it's like, I, I don't want to have, you know, the six figure speaking gigs so that I can have more freedom in my life. Like, I want to have that because it means I'm stepping on stages where this could be like have real impact and real reach, right? Like the, the mission is more important than, than the money aspect. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. So in that case, if you then had to clarify based off of what we talked about, like what is it that you really want? What would that be for you? Um, more speaking than book sales, I would say, or in general. Yeah, I'm speaking. Yes. Okay. And why do you feel like you can't, like, what's the biggest challenge to getting more speaking? Um, I guess knowing where to get it, maybe part of it um, is the biggest thing. I I think that's the thing. And when you were, you know, buying businesses and buildings prior, did you know everything before you started? Uh, No. Mm -mm. okay and how did you figure it out um trial and error some of it some of it you know from books from from whatever resources I could you know we didn't have the internet at the beginning but as time went on certainly googling things and and getting whatever information I could off the internet is was good so that would make sense to do to (laughs) do some research and figure out how to so you, you have the skills. I mean, it, it's not even like I, I understand it. It's like it's proven time and time again that you can figure out stuff that you you know, 
right? It didn't take a lot of probing to realize that what you really wanted to do was speaking. So what I'm curious about is why do you think you didn't utilize the skill set you had to figure out more of the speaking puzzle? I think just because there, it's like an avalanche of things right now. Like I get phone calls every day for podcasts, for TV interviews and radio interviews. And, and there's just so much that's going on. And then trying to keep up with social media, which that's a full-time job, I feel like all by itself. And um, getting emails out and responding to notes that I get, emails that I get. Um, right now, it just feels like there's this mountain. And so I'm picking away at the mountain, but I'm not getting to the core of the mountain, to the, to the things that I really should be spending my time on, because I'm so wound up in all the stuff that has to happen every day. Right. And that was going to be my, my follow-up question is how many of those things coming your way actually align with the goal of getting more speaking? Some of them do. So what percentage? Um, maybe 50. Okay. So 50% of your time, energy, and focus is hemorrhaging to things not related to your ultimate goal. Right. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Do, do you think that would keep you overwhelmed and confused as to what to do next? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. So right. not only am I trying to spin a whole bunch of plates all at once, but half the plates that I'm spinning are actually going against what I want. And then I'm wasting additional energy trying to convince myself that I need to do those things to get the things that I want. That's all. Yes, absolutely true. Yeah, you're right. Perfect. So what do you think then you could do with regards to that? I can talk to you and you can tell me what I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. That's definitely one option. Um, uh, to, to tell yeah. you all of, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, go, you go ahead. Well, as you say, to tell you all of the things, I mean, it would go beyond the scope of like, you know, this container, but just, just, just kind of as an awareness piece of the outside looking in, just saying no to the things like right now it's like the main problem is like I'm not keeping the goal the goal and whether that was due to clarity whether that was due to giving myself permission to want what I want whether that was being okay with the visibility of owning what it is that I want or feeling good enough to you know want the things that I want and, and step into the world fully visible to want them it's some combination thereof you know on the mindset side and I think it's because you haven't taken ownership of that, your brain is always going to default to more, right? Do more things because resources are scarce. And the only way we can ensure to, to get whatever we want is if we do more, right? That's just where it defaults to going. The problem with more is you might just cover a lot of distance, but not get one step closer to where you want to go. And that's, I think, what you're experiencing right now. Right. Not defining that. OK, I am OK with that. I want speaking. The book is going to be a complement to that. But if I want speaking and 50 percent of my time is spent towards things not related to speaking, then all I'm doing is adding more stress to my plate that is not moving me closer towards what I want. So even if like right now it's can I have the awkward conversations with self and others to say no to that 50 percent? 
and then reallocate that time and resources towards, you know, getting the speaking gig, which right away could start you off to, to get the assistant and kind of move this in the right direction. Right. So from that outside spot that that's kind of how I see it. So how does that land for you? Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's so true. You know, one of the things that bogs me down is the whole social media aspect. And every once in a while, I hear about somebody in business or not necessarily somebody in business, but an author or, a, uh, you know, somebody, I don't know, whoever, somebody notable that says that they do, that they don't even touch social media. They don't do anything with social media. And I always admire those people. But at the same time, um, you know, part of what you kind of throw in your resume is uh, your following. You know, how many people you have that you engage with in social media. So that to me too is like this, and, and it takes so much time. And it's not time that I feel like is um, the best use of my time, but, but I need a platform. So, you know, Correct. And by no means am I discounting the value of, of having an audience. I think what I'm more prompting you to consider is like how aligned are the things that I'm doing to the things that I ultimately want and or my disposition with regards to how I really want to show up, right? And what works with the way that I want to, to work and operate, et cetera, right? And I think these comparisons of going into like, oh, but this person never touches social media. Great. What was their life like when they just started? Like, what was it from day one that they never touched social media, right? So again, to what degree do I need social media and what type of social media is really best answered by defining what it is that I want. And once I know that, then it becomes easier to filter what's appropriate for me. Like it, it might be being on Instagram, it might not, it might be that and something else, you know what I mean? Like that, then the, right. the, the sea of options narrows down to, is this going to get me closer to what I actually want? Right. Yeah. That makes so much sense. You know, like LinkedIn is probably going to be more valuable than a lot of them or any of them when it comes to, you know, finding people who are your speakers and. Whatever. Correct. Yeah. 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 I mean, so it's like, but again, yeah. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's like, it's that piece. And then also how I like to show up, right? Like if I like to show up on LinkedIn and I like doing particular things, like I, I hate writing, but I love video. Cool. Then it's like, we shouldn't spend a lot of time writing or when you can hire out, you get somebody to write based off of your videos or vice versa or whatever. Like you can make the strategy once we know where you want to go. Like that, that, that's pretty much what I'm getting at here. So does that all make sense? It all makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. So in that case, I mean, like I told you before, I know we can't really dive into everything as far as like what that would look like for you specifically in this container, but in terms of like the awareness piece of where you're at right now, like, does this feel complete for you or is there still something left outstanding? Um, I think you're doing a really good job of uh, giving me some clarity and making me realize that I have not been spending my time the way I should be spending my time and that I need to do things differently for sure. Um, that's awesome. Like that's so helpful. And uh, yeah, even kind of, you know, dissecting it a little bit just has really helped 
like that. That's so true. And so I guess, I don't, you know, then, then there's the question of um, what about with COVID, with everything going on, there's not as many in-person things right now. And so I'd love to have something that generates income while I'm sleeping. You know, like if I put a class together, you know, videos that people could, you know, pay for and do whenever have access to, um, does that make more sense? Would that hit more people than, you know, than speaking or whatever? Right. So again, it, it, it depends, right? Like it, it might, but it, it comes back to, okay, so if I do want to speak, but I can't really speak right now at the level that I want to, okay, so then what's like the secondary goal? Well, the secondary goal is start to generate some income from what I'm doing to then power you know, whatever is next when, when things open up in a more normal way. Okay, great. Like if we know that that's the strategy, then it comes, goes back to, again, do I need to build audience to execute on that right now? Right? Like, I don't know. Cause I, I don't know what assets you currently have, but it, it, it always kind of follows that same process, right? Like, where is it that I want to go? Cause right now, basically what you asked is like rerouting question, right? Like I, I want to go here oh, but there's something in the way, how do we reroute to like move towards that next? You know what I mean? So it again, right. comes right. back to, to having that same type of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we reroute? Well, that, that's a great question. Uh, but I think that, that that's going to go into a full on like strategy session as far as like what, you know, you know, where you're at right now, like compiling everything that you do have in front of you, the assets you do have in front of you, the opportunities you have in front of you, analyzing it and creating a strategy around it and then executing and iterating, right? Like that's kind of the general process that I've done in my businesses and, and, and with others. Um, but I, I can't really go into all of that in, in this container. So by all means, we, we can dive into that off air, but just as far as like the awareness piece, like does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. Yes, this, yeah, it, it for sure it does. It's making me think about uh, how I even plan my day and what it needs to look like and how many hours I spend on what. Beautiful, yeah, because that it, it, it breaks down to day-to-day -to -day is, is where you're going to get your stuff done. So I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. So in that case, then, like, does that, for, like, at least this container, like, does that feel complete for you? Is there still something left outstanding? Um. I'm trying to think if there's anything left outstanding because it feels pretty darn good. And it's, you know, if nothing else, a really great beginning. Um, I don't know. I feel pretty good. I got to say, I think, I think you're really good. And whoever is listening to this, like I seriously, I have been in business for years and I've talked to lots and lots of people and uh, gotten coaching, gone to seminars, gone to conferences, all kinds of things. What you have done for me in just these minutes is more than anyone ever has, any one person ever has, but probably any combination of a whole lot of people ever have. So uh, you're, you are good. You're good. Thanks for doing that. Well, th thank you very much for, uh, you know, coming on into a platform like this to, uh, to go through that. So I, I appreciate you for that. And thank you for uh, that, that sentiment to allow me to do what I do, you know, through you. So I, I appreciate you in that regard. So 
why don't you then just close us off with regards to telling everybody like where can they find you you know the, the urls all that uh who's the best person to find you floor is yours for that okay all right so kim sorrell is my name my last name has way too many letters there's two r's two e's two l's so it's s-o-r-r-e-l-l-e -L -L -E. um love is is the name of my book and my project and um, on Amazon, um, I'm in brick and mortar stores though as well, like Barnes and Noble, wherever, and uh, on any other online platform where you can buy a book, I'm there. Um, my website is kimsorrell.com, um, but I am the only, believe it or not, Kim Sorrell spelled this way in the entire world. Cause like I said, it's too many letters in my last name. And so I'm pretty easy to find if you just type in love is anywhere. Um, hopefully I'll pop up there. Beautiful. Well, thank you very much. And yeah, we'll include all of that in the show notes. So Kim, thank you very much for coming on, sharing your story and being vulnerable with us. And for everybody else, uh, we'll see you on the next one. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs>